Hi, welcome back to a, a Melanin podcast. I'm your host, Tatiana Marie. In each episode, I'll bring you a new pop topic, whether it's movies, TV shows, or digital, and analyze it from the lens of a Gen Z black girl. So with that, let's get to, into it. Hi, once again, I don't think you guys know how like truly excited I am to be restarting this podcast. It's been something I've been thinking about for the past year, and I'm just so excited to rant, <laughs> rant about pop culture topics, honestly, anything I want because it is my podcast, um, but I am very excited. So if you don't know me, let me bring you in really quick. My name is Tatiana Marie. I am a 22-year-old lovely black girl who resides in North Carolina. Um, I work in the entertainment industry. I graduated with a film studies degree about a year and a half ago on recording on this date of Tuesday, September 20th. (laughs) Why did I hesitate with that? Um, And yeah, this podcast for me is um, something that accumulates my love of pop culture. And I talk about this in my first season, my first episode, where I kind of ranted for about 20, 30 minutes about the whole thing. If you want to listen to that painful memory of mine from 2020, go right ahead. I'm going to keep it up because you know what? It humbles me. It humbles me a lot. But just to sum it up, I've loved pop culture since I was born, basically. My great-grandmother always had me sitting in front of the TV watching anything from The Price is Right to the news to all sorts of dramas to soap dramas, Days of Our Lives, you name it. And I just really fell in love with the idea of television and entertainment and media. I was an avid, an avid voter for the Kids' Choice Awards. Like you, look, I was going in on those Kids' Choice Awards points, all right? It was like, it was my duty. I was like an Emmy <laughs> voter currently, which is funny because that's the topic of this episode, but we'll talk about that in a second. But I, you don't understand how avid I was and watching it every year from the red carpet. It was, it was my Oscars. I'm telling you, even though there is controversy now um, about how they choose these awards, which is also going to be an episode soon because it's just chef's kiss. It really, truly helped define my childhood. And now I am get to be in a space where I'm working in an entertainment media industry and I get to just have a good time. And I've learned so much in the past couple of years, especially in the past two years with the pandemic, with COVID. A lot of things has happened in my life. Um, and I just am really excited to dive into pop culture again and find my path and not fine, but bring back my passion that I had. And I'm excited to bring you guys along the journey. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Now that you heard me rant and ramble for a little bit just about myself and who I am, we're going to turn it now to the actual topic of this episode. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about my Super Bowl Emmys. (laughs) All right. It's what we've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. We don't need a drum roll. Because it's time 
for my Super Bowl, for my fantasy draft, for my version, a prediction list of draft season. It is the 2022 Emmy Awards. Sorry, I love being dramatic, but seriously, I don't think you guys understand. I tweeted this. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter. It's Tati Marie. That's also my Instagram. <laughs> um, but I tweeted about this. I don't think you understand how much I love the Emmys. I've loved them way more in the past couple of years. Maybe it's because I've really fell in love specifically with television and television writing. I mean, like I said before, I've always loved television, but now more than ever, it has a better place in my heart. So with the Emmys this year, especially with these top contenders, we're going to we're gonna talk about the moments, the highlights that I enjoyed in some moments that may have also sparked some controversy this year. Um, it's a little disjointed. I just want to let my opinions fly and just follow me along and let's go it. So the Emmys, the 2020, 2020. <laughs> Still got COVID on the brain. The 2022 Emmys was hosted by Kenan Thompson. Uh, you have to know who Kenan Thompson is. Legend in both the Nickelodeon and the SNL. That man has been holding SNL down for a decade. He is <laughs> one of the reasons why that show is still floating, honestly. I think he did when it comes to hosting. I mean, hosting an award show. We see what happened the last time people hosted award shows um the oscars weren't too pretty this year but uh was he even the host did they not have a host they did not have a host last year i do remember i do recall i do recall this was the first year they had three hosts and it was weird and there's a lot of pushback on that but i think for a host he did a great job i think they need to invite him back to do it again i think like every award show, there's going to be bits that hit and bits that last too long. But you know what? It's all about the fun. It's all about celebrating television. That's what the big thing is. And it's going to be cheesy. Like a lot of it's going to be cheesy. It's fine. It's award shows. Like I'm used to the cheesiness, you know? So it's not like a big deal. You know, I enjoyed him as a host. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think he deserves like a whole speech or spiel. He didn't do like anything controversial crazy but I think more so I mean we did have that Keenan and Kel reunion a little bit that was cute like that really brought my heart full of joy but I think what really made the Emmys this year were the winners and I just want to discuss that really quick actually not really quick it's gonna be a minute first we gotta talk about we're gonna talk about it first because it's 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 the one that Critics acclaim one of the best award speeches in this modern century. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Cheryl Lee Ralph, our Black queen. She has won her award finally. For those who are maybe not familiar, as much familiar with, with this legend of a Black um, woman, let me break it down. She was an original dream girl. She was all of our TV mothers at some point in time. She famously told her daughter 
that music does not pay the bills. <laughs> Yet she went on stage singing when music did pay her bills and got her an award. <laughs> um, if you don't get that reference, basically, uh, Sister Act 2, watch it. Um, fantastic movie. She was Lauren Hill's mother who refused to let her go <laughs> to the... Um, to the music competition and they end up going, you know, typical movie stuff. But what's so iconic about her particular award winning is that for a lot of Black performers and creators and actors, actresses, etc., a lot of times they go into this industry and they don't really get the credit they deserve for all the years they have spent working hard. Like, there's this thing such as called Black Famous, as I believe she has, for the most part, um, kind of um, defined. Is you're famous within your own community, so the in particular the Black community, but not as much mainstream famous. And I think thanks to Abbott Elementary, a lot of these actors that were considered more Black famous. Um, or just famous in one particular subgroup, um, Quentin Brunson, for example, would you talk about later, who was more famous with like the internet and stuff like that. And was an internet and younger generation subgroup because of her meme culture and things like that. When it comes to awarding these type of performers, it just feels like a warm hug. It's just like, finally, they are getting the credit they deserve. She's an amazing actress. I am so happy she got it. She's only the second African-American woman to win this award. Keep in mind, the second in Emmy's history. Insane. Her acceptance speech was amazing. It was literally one of the honestly one of the best acceptance speeches I personally heard. So I agree with the critics. I do. She began with a rendition of um, Endangered Species, a song by Diane Reeves. She started off with the lyrics, I am endangered species, but I sing no victim song. I am a woman. I am an artist. I know where my voice belongs. She's just, her speech was so inspirational of wanting to know that you shouldn't give up on your dreams. I mean, she's she's in her 60s and to win her first like this big, big major award is just one of those things that the entire community, the entire you don't generalize the black community often, but I think for this moment we can say that the entire community was just coming together and we were super happy for her. And seeing the video of her with her kids after she won the award and her not thinking that she was going to it's just it was the Emmy, the Emmy voters did a good job with that one. I do, I do generally think they did a really good job with, with her win. Also in Abbott Elementary, you will learn that Abbott Elementary is my comfort show. It is literally top list and one of my favorite shows. I love it so much. There will be an episode on this new season. Best believe they did get a 22 order episode. We will be watching. <laughs> but... Also in Abbott Elementary wins, it was Quinta Brunson who won for writing. She was the first black woman to win solo. 
I would like to say solo. Um, Lena White won um, a couple years ago as, in a duo for a Masters of None episode. So now we are going to talk about this. And I feel like we need to talk about a high of this amazing historic win, but it came with a twist. So right before um, Jimmy Kimmel was uh, set to give out the award and he decided that it would be a good idea to keep up with the joke while whoever won was still going to be on stage. So Quentin Brunson during her lovely little first Emmy moment had to share the stage with Jimmy Kimmel, who was just laying on the ground. (laughs) And as expected, um, the internet, Twitter in particular, kind of went off on this. And it was one of those things that I wanted to think about for 24 hours because I get both sides of the argument. I understand that people, I would be very upset if my first Emmy one that I worked really hard for, one that wasn't expecting, kind of was overshadowed by someone deciding to lay on the stage for a joke. And every single image that has me accepting this award has them laying on the ground because the attention isn't on you at that point. It's on the person laying on the ground on stage and it's your moment and you should be able to use that. And Quinta has said that she has no hard feelings about the situation. She understands. She has since gone. I want to see the response and she's since gone on Jimmy Kimmel, interrupted his like monologue and was able to do the rest of her thank you speech there without him in the background. So um, they personally squashed it, but I also understand why the black community, like why people are upset about this and how they generally just feel that he ruined her moment. I personally do think that he he stole the shine because we're all talking about this and not her historic win. The tweets were filled with, why is he still on the ground? And not, wow, she won, which there were tweets like that. But now we have to have this debate of white people stepping up and trying to steal the spotlight from Black people and things like that. Do I think it's this big conspiracy? No, I don't think so. I think it was a stupid bit that lasted way too long, and he should have got up on stage for whoever won that category, honestly. And I think the conversation becoming more prevalent is because it's a Black woman on stage with a white man. And it makes me also kind of wonder if the conversation would have been different if a white man won or a white woman won or et cetera. So, you know, who knows? But Quinta, my queen, she is, um, if you don't know, literally one of my inspirations. Love her so much. I She won for her pilot episode. Do you know how hard it is to write a pilot? As someone who has written a pilot, it's hard. It is extremely hard to win a pilot because in a television pilot, you essentially have to tell the audience what your show's about, establish your characters. And a lot of pilot episodes are considered 
not the best episodes because you have to establish all this and you have to basically not spoon feed, but give the audience all this information so that they would want to come back and watch more episodes. And she managed to get an Emmy for her pilot episode, which was pretty good. So deserved is amazing. Love her. All right. Next winner I want to highlight um, is Lizzo for winning for um, Watch Out for the Big Girls, her reality show. If you don't know, she had a reality had a reality show on Amazon Prime where she was trying to find plus size dancers, backup dancers for her upcoming tour and like various gigs and stuff like that. Very empowering show. Love the energy it had with it. And I'm so glad she won. I think one quote I want to actually highlight in particular that she made. Um, and she said, when I was a little girl, all I wanted to see was me in media. Someone fat like me, black like me, beautiful like me. She said, she then went on to discuss how she realized she had to be that person to do it. And it's just one of those things where I love how she talked about that and talked about representation with black um, females in particular and specifically particularly, I don't know what word just came out of my my mouth. Wow, I've been talking way too long. Um, Particularly about how they just, we need the representation. And I'm so glad she mentioned that. And I'm so glad she won. Usually RuPaul wins. They're a frequent winner. They're usually the better contender. So to see a show that was different, to see a show that um, was super positive. I'm not saying RuPaul wasn't. I'm not. Don't come for me, please, RuPaul stands. I don't don't come for me, please. I'll watch the show eventually. Just it's a, there's a lot of seasons. Um but just to see her win was great. There's already talks about her being a EGOT winner. Quick quick little thing. EGOT winner is a Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, and I think she could easily get it by the end of the decade. Honestly, with the rate she's going now, she already has a Grammy. She now got Emmy. She just needs an Oscar. That's one original song away, honestly. And a Tony, which again, original music for a production or even producing one. That's how Jennifer Hudson got hers recently. She's now you got winner. We're talking about the Emmys. I'm sorry. But for me, this was just a great win. Um other wins of the night that I want to touch on. Zendaya won again. She is beating out all the competition. Of course, she was the... I'm trying to remember the word. I'm trying to remember the word. <laughs> um, she was not the favorite when she first won about two years ago for Euphoria for season one. She was not exactly the person that everyone thought she was, was going to win. But she repeated it once again. And she got it for season two, which is deserved because if they submitted the episode, I think I submit, they submitted was her relapse. I'm sorry if you didn't watch Euphoria. It's all over Twitter. You should know by now what happens. Um, with her relapse episode, it just, she, she acted, she acted amazingly. Like she deserved it every step of the way. But y'all, I don't think y'all understand that drama categories are about to be a hot and I repeat, a hot mess next year. We got House of Dragon, a Game of Thrones spinoff, on top of The Crown coming back. 
yo, <laughs> and Succession. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a TV comedy girl, um, but I feel bad for y'all TV drama fans because it's about to be a hot mess during award season. Oh my God. The Crown versus... The Crown versus Succession versus the House of Dragons. Y'all, this is going to be a battle on Twitter. I'm excited to eat popcorn and ride that out. If you don't know, Game of Thrones during its time collected a bunch of Emmys. And The Crown, every year it's nominated. They sweep. Deserved. They sweep. So it's going to be really interesting to see (laughs) that. Um, Other wins, we got... Uh, Gerald Carmichael winning for best writing for a comedy special. Uh, that was great. I appreciated that. Black man winning, uh, especially a black LGBT man winning for um, comedy, which is great. I think majority, there was a lot of historic and first wins, which not saying it's rare with the Emmys to have this many, but it's not something that's common. And I think that's what made this year's award show feel just more happy and just felt like, wow, a lot of these wins. Did I agree with every win? Of course not. Did I understand every win? No, I'm telling you, TV drama is not my thing. But I also understand that Succession is really, really good and that it was probably going to sweep all those categories. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sydney Sweetie went home with nothing. <laughs> Bless her heart. That's all I will say. I just, and then we had Jennifer Coolidge and, um, why did I blink? <laughs> but Jennifer Coolidge won and I kind of want to touch on one of my displeasures with the ceremony this year, just really quick. really quick because we are at 18 minutes of me recording this because I've just been ranting and I'm sorry you have to listen to my voice for this long but I think one of my qualms is the amount of times they were just like all right get off the stage like they played those music after like a minute and I understand that they have time as as a former as a former news producer I understand that you have a limit of time I get it I do but like there were a lot of historic wins that were overshadowed because of the music. And I feel like if they took out some of the bits, they could have kept it in and she would have had enough time to do her speech. Jennifer Coolidge played off really well. It was her first Emmy win. Loved that for her. Amanda Seinfeld deserves. If you have seen, if you have not seen the dropout, if you have not seen the particular scene I'm about to mention, where she is dancing to Drake in that office. That that she she did out a great performance was that, but that that alone should give her an Emmy right there. That was incredible. That was <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't take it. Oh my god, it's so insane. I can't even describe it to you guys. I swear. Um, to wrap it up, just some other historic wins. We got Squid Games. Uh, winning for, I believe, why am I, why am I blanking? Oh, actor, <laughs> uh, which made um, Barry the first Korean um, actor to win in Emmy, which fantastic, love that. And I love how that paves the way for a foreign cinem- 
cinema and television and um, really interested to see Squid Game season two. I think the best presenters of the night, we got to give it to Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak. Um, I like their little thing. There's so many conspiracies that he's the father of her children. <laughs> We're not going to get into that, but <clears throat> I think there may be some truth to that. Just saying we're not a rumors podcast, but, mm. but, uh, also I loved Martin Short. Um, Steve, why did I blank? Steve Martin. <laughs> I loved Martin Short, C. Martin, and Selena Gomez, like little thing. I love Only Murders in the Building. I think it's incredible, both seasons. And I just love their dynamic. And I honestly, I, I get why people are asking them to host an award show. I think they should eventually. Um, I don't know if they want, I don't know what award show I want them to host, but I do, I, I think Golden Globes, I feel like they would be good Golden Globe hosts, like the three of them together. I think it's a good duo, trio. It's late. Um, it's a good trio mix. So I really like that. And yeah, honestly, my overall view on the Emmys, I think it was for the most part, a great night for the winners. I do wish Abbott Elementary won for best comedy and not Ted Lasso again. I like Ted Lasso, but I feel like Abbott deserved it, but I have a feeling Abbott's going to be coming for the nominations every year. So I am not concerned. Um, I feel like they will be back like Ted Lasso. So yeah, I do wish um, we had more wins than that. Look, I'm an Abbott fan for life. Um, and just overall, not a bad ceremony. Nobody got slapped. Sorry. I had to, I had to, I had to put it in. I had to put it in. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the closing credits. Well, y'all, we have done it. We made it through the first episode. Thank you so much for listening to me rant about the Emmys for 20 minutes. If you're still here, I appreciate you. I care about you. And if you're not still here, I still appreciate you. So what are you going to do now? Now, I'm a girl of words of affirmation. So if you like this podcast, you want to hear more content, you want to get more involved in the whole shebangabang, you should leave a review. You should rate us. Give us your best shot. Or if you want to get even more involved in us in this podcast, you can follow us on Instagram with Pop Melanin Podcast. Oh, did I also hear a little tweet? That's right, because we also have a Twitter. You can follow us at a Pop Melanin on Twitter as well. You can follow me. The wonderful, great Tatiana Marie on Instagram and Twitter at it's Tati Marie. That's it's I T S Tati with a Y Marie on Instagram and Twitter. I post funny stuff. I swear. That's all for today's episode of a, a Melanin Podcast. Stay well and try to stay sane. See you all later.